Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today we're going to talk about sales, but in a very indirect way. We're also going to talk about small business owners, and I want to present to you a case study that I was involved with last week. Now, I was called in last week to help a company grow their sales. That was the big question. Victor, teach us how to sell more. So I sat down with this small company who imports fabrics. That's what they told me. Victor, we import fabrics and we import them from Asia, from India, Africa, and then we create furniture pieces and then we sell them. Now, at the beginning of the conversation, I always ask people, well, first of all, let me understand what you do. Tell me what you do. And again, they told me we import fabrics, again, from Asia, India, Africa, you know, Australia, all these exotic places. And then we create furniture pieces but we really love the fabrics we create. We have unique fabrics, and they kept going on and on ad nauseum about fabrics. I said, okay, but, but what is your business model? What is your business model? And they kind of said, well, we do this. We try to you know, make pillows. We try to make ottomans. We try to do different things. And finally, I had to kind of corral them a little bit, and I said, no, here's what you do. Based on what you've told me, tell me if I'm wrong. You import fabrics from other countries. You then create unique furniture designs and you apply these fabrics on those designs. And then now you're looking to sell them. Is that your business model? And they're like, yes. In other words, I had to clarify their business model because they were so focused on fabrics. What I highlighted for them, that they're not in the fabric business, they're in the furniture design business. They just happen to use unique fabrics when they create these wonderful furniture pieces. And so that, I could tell the light bulb went off on their head because I said to them, if you position yourself in the market as importers of fabrics, that's one perception that you give to the market. But if you position yourself as a furniture design, unique pieces of furniture that you design with unique fabrics, that's a totally different business perception to the market. And at that point, I could tell the light bulbs went off in their heads because they're going, yes, this works. So I said, okay, great. So now that we agree that your business model is about importing fabrics, but your real value is taking those fabrics, apply them to some unique design that you've come up with, and that is the real value, and then you sell them to the market. I then asked the key question, like any good salesperson, what do you charge? Well, you know, Victor, they, you know, they hem and they haw, they stammer, you know, oh, we're looking at about 150 to 200 bucks. 150 to 200 bucks. I said, what? Given these designs, given the amount of effort, work that it takes to design these furniture pieces, add to that, that these are unique furniture pieces, one of a kind, you need to be, this is what I told them, you need to be in the $500,000, $1,500, even $2,000 range. If I can be so bold, even more than that. These are unique pieces of furniture. Now, let me stop here because this is the mistake we often make. Sometimes we think that when we offer a product or service and we offer it at a lower price, it's going to sell faster and better. That is a lie. That is not, you know, people try to correlate those two things, but really there's no correlation. When you lower your price, one, you tell the market that your product isn't worth that much. Two, when you lower your price, you feel resentful because even if you did sell it, you realize you didn't make a lot of money on it. And three, you feel even more resentful because it's your work. It's your design, in this case, furniture, 
if you're offering a service, it's your service and it's being undervalued. So lowering your price because you think people will buy more is a failing strategy in the long run. Look, as soon as you lower your price, your competitors will lower their price. Then you will compete with them and lower your price again, and they do the same thing. And now you've entered the pricing death spiral. What I was trying to tell this company is that you, you are undervaluing the value proposition, and that is you design unique furniture with unique fabrics, and these are one-of-a-kind pieces. Therefore, you need to charge more. And I can tell at that moment, they, I can just, you know how somebody looks taller? It's like they straighten up, their backbone straighten up, their chins up, and they stand taller because I just told them, I think, what they needed to hear, what they wanted to hear, but they were afraid to do themselves, which is don't be afraid to charge more money for what you think is valuable. Don't be afraid to charge the right price for what you value your product or your service at. Do not lower your price just to make your customers feel better. Do not lower your price just to try to sell more of these things because at the end of the day, you cheat the market, but more importantly, you cheat yourself and that's not a good thing. So now that we understood the business model, that they're really into designing furniture, unique pieces, they're looking to sell it through different companies. I said, well, who are you gonna, how, how are you gonna go to market? What do you wanna do? Immediately they said, well, we want to go to big chain stores like Macy's, Nordstrom's. And I said, whoa, whoa. I said, back up. I said, how many of these pieces of furniture do you have in different stores already? And do you have any sales? The answer came back, none and zero. None and zero. To which I said, well, then we need to step back. I said, look, there's three categories of stores. If we can just kind of break them up into three categories. I said, there's the mom and pop store right? Just, you know, Jane's consignment store on the corner over here. And then at the other extreme are the big chain stores, right? Whether it's Macy's, Nordstrom's, or some other high-end store. I said, we're not going to get into the big chain store because we have no track record, but we also don't want to devalue our product by putting it in a mom and pop shop. I said, what you need to do is find boutiques, unique furniture boutiques in what I call high-end areas, that will actually carry these pieces of furniture, that will put them in the store. Begin there, generate revenue there, build a following there, and then maybe in the future, you can approach a bigger store like Macy and Nordstrom who are gonna ask questions like, where do you have this? Who sold it? How many of you sold? Right now, they have no track record. They have no point of presence. So what I said to them, I said, look, you need points of presence. You need to have these products, these furniture pieces in different boutique stores, and you also need to keep track of your revenue. So when the question is asked, how many of you sold and where do you have them in terms of boutiques, you'll be able to talk about that and put that on your website. Now, so far, I've done four things for this company. One is I've shifted them from thinking that they're fabric importers to designer of unique furniture pieces. Two, I told them what their business model is. They import the fabric, they then design unique furniture pieces with unique fabrics, and then they sell them to the market. Three, I told them to increase their price point. Do not undervalue what you're selling. And number four, I now gave them a distribution model to begin with. Don't go after mom and pops. Don't go after the high-end stores, like the big chain stores, but find boutique stores, high-end boutique stores that will carry your products. So once they had 
the product, what they were actually selling, the real value of what they were selling, they now understood that they could charge more, but they now had a plan, a go-to-market plan on how to sell these products. In other words, the plan was, let's isolate within a five to 10 mile area all the boutique stores that would carry our furniture pieces. That was now their marketing strategy. And it was at this point, after about an hour and a half of conversation to get to this point, that I now said to them, now I am ready to teach you how to sell. See, I can only teach people how to sell something when they know who they are, they know what they do, they know what markets they want, they know what price points they want to go after, and they know how they want their business to grow, how to scale their business over time. Now this is important because too often I talk to startup companies who simply don't know who they are, they don't have a business model, they don't have the right price points, they don't have great market segmentation, in other words, how to approach a market, and then they're telling me, Victor, teach me how to sell. Unless all this is in place first, I can't teach you how to sell more effectively. Now, I know that this podcast has nothing to do with sales directly, but indirectly you can see that not knowing who to target, who to sell to, what price points to be at, can really impact how you sell effectively in the market. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know it's a little different, but you know, once in a while we gotta switch it up a little bit. Anyway, that's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. I'm getting a lot of great comments on YouTube. Thank you very much. I'm doing my best to keep up with all the questions. I greatly appreciate that. Also, check out my sales training website, SeminarsOnSelling.com. Check out the videos I have on there. Again, great training videos for you and your team to help you grow your business. My SalesMasteryIntensive.com website. If you're looking to spend one day with me, 12 hours, with only 12 people in the room, you being one of them, check out my salesmasteryintensive.com workshop. I am telling you, it is the biggest bang for the buck out there. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.